interesting topics to kick off your weekend. Looking at the news with an eye of faith. This is Friendly Fire with Stu Kearns on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Good Saturday morning. It's a Friendly Fire Saturday. Stu Kearns, your host. Glad to have you along uh, on a, uh, let's see, it's divisional playoffs this week. And so uh, root for those Chiefs this afternoon, and let's see if they can do it again. Um, and uh, whoever else you're rooting for. I know if you're not rooting for the Chiefs, maybe you're rooting for the Bills. Whatever. I'm rooting for the Chiefs. Um, there is, uh, there's a lot going on, a lot of Husker basketball going on. Make sure you, again, check the schedule. It's all right here on uh, The Voice of Lincoln, KLIN. And today in studio with me, I have someone who was the voice of Lincoln on 101.3 for 18 years. And before... 101.0, oh wait, what did I say? 101? That's not one. It's 107.3. I knew that. How did I know that? It's, uh, it's uh, Jenna from Joe and Jenna, otherwise known as Jenna Sherwood-Klein. Good morning, Stu. How are you doing, Jenna? Well, I feel like I'm in my radio days because you got me in here so early on <laughs> yes. Saturday morning, but I'm doing great. Thank you for inviting me. Yes, I did get you in here. And for those of you who don't know, before she was Jenna of Jenna and Joe, she was Jenna, Stu's friend from high school. And uh, and uh, we 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 don't go back to junior high, right? Yes, we do. Seventh grade. Seventh grade at Irving. Mm-hmm. Oh, of course, because you live like two blocks away from Irving. Yes. Yes. What? Oh, that was horrible. How did I possibly forget that? Although we probably didn't spend as much time together in junior high. A little bit more time together. I mean, some. But some. we spent a lot of time together in, in high, school. high school. Yes, definitely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Were you there? By the way, we're gonna go down memory lane right out of the gate here. Do you remember when we became the Irving Aardvarks? Do you remember that? No. There was uh, Tom Lubke drew a picture of an aardvark, and we were having a contest to see what the uh, the mascot of Irving should be. And his picture of, a, of an aardvark was so cool that uh, it got all the votes. And to this day, they are the Irving Aardvarks. I remember having a blue T-shirt. Oh, yeah? That m- must have been paid for by my parents, I'm sure. But I did not know that... That was happening while we were in school. That was happening while we were in school. I just learned something new. That's right. That's right. And uh, you're, uh, now, and again, you grew up not very far from uh, uh, Irving Junior High, and then we spent a lot of time at Southeast together. But you fast forward, and we've been involved in uh, uh, high school reunions and all that kind of stuff. But about, let's see, take us back to 18, whatever, uh, that will be like more like 20 years ago now, when you got a wild hair and you said, you know, I think I might want to do radio. Just uh, just what's the short version of that one? The short version of that is I um, was a listener of the station for many, many, many years. And when the Nebraska football team went to the Rose Bowl, my husband and I were going to drive out there. We had a bunch of family that was out there. And um, my brother and sister-in-law were good friends of the people who owned the Acura dealership who was the big Rose Bowl sponsor. Hmm. So I called B107.3, left a message for the program director and said, hey, I got this idea. I'm going to be out there. I could call in every day. And he called me back. He said, I love it. And so I called in every day. I was at every pep rally. We went to the Rose Bowl parade. I mean, we did everything. Hmm. And he remembered me from that. Hmm. So when a position opened up for a morning show person, um, I immediately got in touch with him, but I also had won an hour on the radio at a high school booster club auction. 
So I got an hour in front of him, and it just kind of evolved from that. Uh-huh. So I went through two co-hosts. J. Pat is the one that hired me. We still keep in touch. He is in Wisconsin. And then after Jay uh, moved on to another position, then they brought in Joe, Joe Scar. Okay, Scar. Mm-hmm. As you when you see it, I'm always, was it Scare or Scar? Scar. Scar, okay. And, uh, and, and it seems to me, was it evenly split? I thought you spent maybe a little bit more time with Joe. Maybe not. A lot more time with Joe. A lot more time with yeah, Joe. Yeah, we were together. Let's see, was here 18? We were together 15 years. Wow. Yeah. That's a long uh, time. That's a long time in morning radio. That is a very long time. Yeah. And well, uh, well, well, let's talk. So we're there. I was going to get to this later, but since we're there, let's talk about it. Now, morning radio, what, what time did you wake up every morning? If I wanted to look good, because no, <laughs> nobody saw me, 3.30. Um, you know, I always felt not having any training, formal training at all in radio, I always felt if I looked good, I felt good and I performed better. Mm-hmm. So I would get up about 3.30. Mm-hmm. I would dress. I would put on makeup. I would do my hair. Um, not like I was going in, yeah. you know, the White House or anything, yeah. but um, I just felt better. Yeah. Plus, we were out in the community a lot and we had a lot of guests in our yeah. studio. Um, you know, some people in the building would just throw in a pair of jeans and a baseball cap and, hey, that was fine for them. Um, but I've always been a morning person. Granted, 3.30 was just a wee bit early. <laughs> yes. But um, kind of like today, I'm kidding. Yes, um, right. But I just kind of got in the groove and I got in a routine and it, it just, the schedule just worked for me. Yes, yes. There was an old, uh, there was a book written about uh, some, one of the, the points was make your bed every day. And I said, like, well, why make your bed? Nobody's going to see it. And I think, but there's something about starting the day and starting the day right and finishing something that kind of sets you up for the rest of the day. And is that kind of the spirit of which you were doing this? And I did make my bed every day. And I still do <laughs> because I figure if I get nothing else done in the yeah. day, I made my bed. <laughs> That's right. But I would get up. I'd make my bed. I would, yeah. you know, get all prepared for the day. And then I'd get to work mm-hmm. usually about quarter or five. Yeah. And how long was that uh, was your radio shift? It started out, it was six to nine, and then towards the end of my time here at Broadcast House, they moved it from six to ten. Wow. I mean, that's a, four hours is is a long stretch. Yeah. Uh, how did, was it hard to go from three to four hours? Was that... Not really. It was, there was a lot of music. Yep. Because people are in their work day and, yeah. and they don't want to hear a lot of uh, talking. So yeah. the 9 to 10 o'clock hour was minimal talking and a lot of music. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, one of the things that radio does, and you've already alluded to this a little bit, but uh, being involved in radio and, and then involved, it also it involves you more in the community. And, and some of those things, uh, I don't know how much of that you expected, but what were some of the ways that you okay, I'm a, I'm a radio person now and I do this radio thing, but because of radio, I'm connected to A, B, C, D, all these different things and then other opportunities that crop up. How much did that happen and, and what was that like? Well, it happened a lot because I, before I came to the station, I was very civically minded mm-hmm. and I did a lot of volunteer work. So some mm-hmm. of those organizations I brought with me, um, mm-hmm. there were numerous galas and uh, various different special events that we were able to get into and be a part of. And we kind of became the community station, mm-hmm. um, which was great. I, w- I still got to do my love for the community, but I also got paid for it. 
Yeah, oh, that's not bad at all. Yeah, so that was a win-win. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there. Are, I know sometimes there are emceeing jobs and things like mm-hmm. that. And did that? Uh, did I mean, a lot of that. Yeah, because I know a lot of the people around here do do a lot of that. Is that just something that uh, nobody trains you to do this, right? It's you kind of, uh, you know, one of the reasons you're good at this is because you're just you're just good at speaking. You're just good at communicating. Uh, how much do you remember all the way back to the first time you did something like that and thought, okay, what am I doing here? How do I do this? One of the first things I had to do was, <clears throat> excuse me, was the the Make a Wish Gala. And they always had a wish child mm. who would come out on the stage and you would interview. Now, I was in charge of the interview myself. I had a child who did not want to speak much. <laughs> so while we're sitting there and I'm, you know, doing the Phil Donahue with the microphone, I had to find somehow for this child to kind of chuckle and be comfortable. <clears throat> so I used the... Now, you know what I do when I get really nervous? Look out in the audience and pretend everybody's in their underwear. And the crowd just died laughing. And the, I believe it was, a, it was a boy just cracked up. And his parents were standing behind him. And they thought that was so funny. And then I finally was able to get him to talk a little bit. Yeah. Now, you, you know me. I'm not shy in front of a crowd. I have no problem being in front of 500 people. It just... I don't know. I've ne- I took a lot of communication classes at, when I was in school at the university. Mm-hmm. So to get up in front of a crowd has never ever bothered me. Yeah, yeah. But but kids and uh, I've well I've done a lot of ministry with youth and all that kind of stuff. Kids are famous for the monosyllabic answer. Mm-hmm. Yes, no, maybe, <clears throat> kinda. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so it's anytime you're interviewing a kid, there's a there's a built-in challenge there. Mm-hmm. But there uh, but you were able to break the ice and he did okay. Yeah. Yeah, 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 but did a lot of those type of things where I'd get we get up. Joe and I would get up in front of a crowd, and um, a lot of things for Make a Wish, the American Cancer Society, uh, Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation. I mean, we did a lot of that yeah, type of yeah, type of stuff. Yeah. Well, let's take our first break. When we come back, uh, you have transitioned into a little bit of retirement here. I want to hear a little bit more about what you're up to. Uh, sometimes re- retirement is exciting, and sometimes not not as much. But we'll find out. Uh, you are listening to the Friendly Fire on the Voice of Lincoln, fourteen hundred and ninety nine three KLIN. Keeping the topics lively and the conversation civil. This is Friendly Fire with Stu Kurds on the Voice of Lincoln, fourteen hundred and ninety nine three KLIN. We are back. It's the Friendly Fire Saturday, talking with uh, Jenna Sherwood Klein. You just know her as Jenna of Jenna and Joe. Or, or or Jenna from not 101.3 because I had a brain tumor or something was going on. I, I had a, a, a slight aging memory issue there. It's 107.3. Um, you uh, went ahead and, and retired from radio a few years ago. And uh, was it, how many was that? A year and a half ago? It'll be two coming up in April. All right. After, after 18 years, which in, in this Brenton Broadcast House, that's like an eternity. That's a, I mean, that's that's a pretty long time. I did have a little bit of longevity. I think you did. Then uh, making that transition, um, what? Uh, well, obviously, you're not waking up at three thirty anymore. I hope. I wake up at four thirty now. Oh, there you go. Oh no. Uh, I haven't broken oh, the spell yet. You're still a morning person. God, if I could just sleep in till six thirty, it would be a banner day. But oh, I just, man. I'm just up. Yeah. You know. Yeah. 
doesn't mean I get out of bed. It means that I'm <laughs> awake. Yes. <laughs> and and comfortably waiting for the right time to get out of bed. Exactly. That's right. That's right. All of us can relate to that. Um, you're, so you're in kind of a semi-retirement now. Uh, I, you know, we talk from time to time, but I see things on Facebook and everything. It seems like once in a while you and Rick get out and travel a little bit. That was the goal was mm-hmm. to do a little traveling. We haven't mm-hmm. done as much as we would like to, um, mm-hmm. but hope to do more as the years go by. But, yeah. um, yeah, that's been very fun. Rick's been retired for about 10 years. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, uh, yeah, hoping to go some places this year. Yeah. So we'll Anything see. Anything on the bucket list there? They really like gotta 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 get there. Gotta do this. Well, we took a cruise to Alaska oh. last summer, the end of June. Perfect time to go, by the mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. And it was our 25th wedding anniversary, and oh. so we loved cruising. Alaska was beautiful. Yeah. Can't say enough about that. But we just loved. I didn't think Rick would be a cruiser, but he keeps saying, where are we going next? Where are we going next? we got to get something planned. So that might be on the bucket list. Um, Trip to Europe, maybe. Not sure. Mm -hmm. Um, That's it for now. If you combine the two, the cruise and the Europe. Well, that's what I'm thinking. I tell you what, this, uh, my in-laws took us on a Viking cruise. I'm telling you what. Oh, there is no better way to travel. Okay, I'll tell him that. It's unbelievable. I'll tell him and that. And then they, the thing they do that can make it a little bit more affordable is that they, you know, you, you like plan it a year or a mm-hmm. year and a half out, and so you get the discount rate. And and I'm telling you what, what's not to like? I mean, you know, it's it's 170 people instead of, you know, 4,000 people on a big boat. And so the food is high quality. There's people with interesting stories. You go to bed at night in your same room every night, and then you wake up in a new place. And then they, they show you around, and then if you want to explore, fine. If you don't, you sit back on the boat and enjoy the view. Yeah. It's like, what is not to like? So Yeah, uh, we, we absolutely loved it. Yeah, yeah. There, uh, <coughs> uh, Alaska, we were, I've only been there once, but it was so weird in the summertime how you can read a book outside at like 930. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just so bright out there. Did, you, uh, did, they, did they account for that on the boat to kind of... They did, but I remember one morning, <clears throat> Rick got up, he got showered, I'm still in bed, and I roll over and I look at the clock, it's 4 a.m., but the <laughs> sun is shining bright. I said, yeah. honey, it's 4 o'clock. He goes, what are you talking about? I thought it was 8. It was 4 <laughs> o'clock in the morning, and it was, yeah. I couldn't believe it. it, it yeah. It's it's different, but of course, you know, you've got, we had a friend that bought us masks, Mm-hmm. for our eyes yep. we did not use them but it was a nice gift but you know we had yeah. blackout shades and everything so you had yeah. no idea what time yeah. of day it was yeah yeah, yeah. um uh, retirement otherwise now i know that you uh you've got uh, uh kids and grandkids and how much of your time uh, is it is involved in that well something that i wasn't really planning on when i left he broadcast house was Caring for grandkids, getting in tune from school, kind of doing some daycare type stuff, mm-hmm. which has really been a blessing. Uh, two of them are our daughters, and she's a traveling nurse, and her husband is a pilot. So their schedules mm-hmm. are not regular eight to five. Mm-hmm. So Rick volunteered us to, on some days, get them to school, pick them up from school. And that was something I was not planning on, but it has filled a lot of time. We've gotten to know these little people who are seven and eight and are so smart and so fun. So mm-hmm. that's been a real blessing. Yeah, Really, yeah. really, really fun. 
There, it's, uh, well, and it's just great to have them in town. Exactly. Yeah, I've got exactly. one grandchild, and he's in Philadelphia, mm. and uh, that's a drag. Yeah, all four of ours are here in town now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's been super, super fun. Um, but other than that, I mean, retirement is great, mm-hmm. but I'm not doing anything super exciting. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, you know, just kind of take one day at a time, and I've got kind of a part-time job with the Convention Visitors Bureau mm-hmm. that is now called Visit Lincoln, and oh. I'm part of their service team. So when they have different conventions that come to town, there's a group of women that go down and, you know, just help set up and do things like that. And it's very social, so it's right up my alley. Mm-hmm. So that's been kind of fun, but that's not every day. That's, you know, maybe 15, 20 hours a month. I mean, it's real part-time. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Well, I mean, there there are great things happening on all those fronts. Oh, yeah. I mean, with the, uh, uh, again, and we're two lifelong Lincolnites, so we've seen a lot of these things develop over, over a long period of time. Uh, speaking of, when now, how did COVID intersect with your retirement? Was it during COVID or was it before COVID? Or? I, well, COVID, what, COVID-19, 2019 is when that COVID word came into play. And I left 2021. Okay, so. Um, I, I got COVID and I got quite sick. I never was in the hospital, but I got pretty sick. Mm. And um, I just wasn't sure how I was. And then I got the long-term COVID. That's mm. kind of the brain fog and just, and that took a couple months to get over. So mm-hmm. it was so much unknown. And um, I just kind of decided I'd planned on retiring in 2022 and Rick and I talked about it, and he said, you know, with these challenges that you're having, why don't you just, you know, retire now? So yeah. that's what I did. Yeah. 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 So. Did uh, did Rick suffer with COVID? Uh, was it a family thing, or did just you mostly? Uh, he's had COVID twice. I've had it twice. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I will say this. I had it once, and it was so mild, I didn't know I had it. No, but... I think most people don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, most people don't. Did you, did you, uh, what did you think about the vaccine? Was that something that you were interested in or not interested in, or? I've had every vaccine that I can possibly have. Gotcha. As I, as you know, I have, yep. um, I'm a type 1 diabetic. Yep. Um, so I'm in the high risk category. Yep. And um, I just needed to protect myself the best I could. Mm-hmm. You know, must have not been safe for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Um, I know where I got it the second time. I'm not sure where I got it the first time. It may have been yeah. through a coworker. Yeah. Not, not 100% sure. Yeah. Well, as you know, my uh, the listeners might know my, my wife is immune compromised, and so I'm mm-hmm. the same way. I get, I get every shot. I joke that I've taken every shot known to man. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. so that's the uh, and the flu shot and uh, shingles. You got that one? See, we're in the age category. Pneumonia. Here. No more, there Got them go. all, and you know, I, it's personal choice. Yeah, and it, it to me, it's personal choice. If you want to get that vaccine, you go right ahead. If you don't, that's your choice too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I I think most people kind of felt that way. And uh, you know, I don't know anybody. I don't know. In in my world, COVID was very very divisive because people just had strong views mm-hmm. on either side. And uh, so as a pastor, you're trying to kind of split the difference and say, hey, let's be respectful, but let's not be overbearing. Yeah, and it's exactly. Like, and uh, it's still, it, it still was just a really rough stretch. Uh, but I'm glad it's, I'm glad it's mostly over. Uh, the, uh, the lingering health issues, I mean, you, you know, being a type 1 diabetic, you're always going to have some issues. Mm-hmm. But you feel like you've got a good team working and uh, kind of helping you navigate, navigate Oh, that. yeah, my doctor's wonderful. Yeah. 
he's wonderful. So each time I've had COVID, he's I've called him and he said, okay, do this, 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 and this. And I just follow yeah. the regimen of medication or whatever they tell yeah. me to do. And yeah. Yeah. Well, at what point would he have finally said, hey, go to the hospital? Or did he, did you even get to that point? Didn't get to that point. Praise God. Well, I take, I take that back. Um, I got super dehydrated mm. and spent an afternoon in the hospital getting, mm. yeah, IV, getting pumped yeah. with stuff and yeah. felt 400% better. So I guess I don't really consider that a two or three day stay, yeah, but I did spend an afternoon in the hospital. Gotcha. And, yeah. and did get a bill for that. Um, <laughs> so I have proof that I was there, <laughs> yeah. but it, I just, I was just really dehydrated. Yeah. And when I called him, he said, you know, it was like on a Friday. He said, if you aren't feeling better by Monday, he goes, you might need to go to the emergency room and just get some yeah. liquids, which is exactly what I did. Yeah, so, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. All right. Going to take a second break when we come back here. Uh, let's, uh, let's talk a little bit more about growing up in Lincoln and some of the things happening. Lincoln is a very different town than when you and I were, were we taught. Boy, is it ever. Yes. It's a friendly fire Saturday here on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Interesting topics to kick off your weekend. Looking at the news with an eye of faith. Friendly fire with Stu Kearns, 1499.3 KLIN. We are back. It's Friendly Fire Saturday talking with Jenna Sherwood-Klein here. You know her as the voice of 107.3. Uh, well, until pretty recently. And uh, one of the things that uh, we I mentioned that we went to school together and, uh, uh, again, spent a ton of time together in high school. As lifelong Lincolnites, uh, we've seen the town, you know, the, the city change a lot over the years. And some for the good, some for the bad. We were talking about, and for, for me personally, the... My the, the house I live in is a quarter mile south of the uh, of the new bypass, and uh, so I know it's good for most everybody else. It's a little bit noisy for me, but uh, but I know that it was needed. Uh, as you as you think about again, in fact, by the way, you confessed off air that you that your husband just likes to go up and down the bypass. He just likes to, to drive it because he thinks it's like. pretty cool. <laughs> it is. And you know what? It is quite a structure. It is pretty cool. I will say that. If I didn't live there, I'd think this is awesome. Yeah. But other than that, uh, and, and, and the good thing is, by the way, from the bypass, you really can't see my house. You can, you can see a cluster of trees where my house is, but you have to kind of pick it out. As you think about uh, growing up in Lincoln and some of the changes over our lifetime, what are some of the things that jump out as some of the things that are uh, kind of you appreciate more than ever about Lincoln and some things that maybe you're you're not sure where we're headed? Well, Lincoln is definitely growing. Yes. You know, I, uh, you know, if I haven't been out and about for a week or 10 days, mm -hmm. all of a sudden I'm in an area that there's a brand new apartment complex going yep. up or yep. a new housing development. And I'll say, who is going to move in here? But people do. Yeah. I think a lot of people are coming to Lincoln with their families. But I think Lincoln has, I can't, the whole Haymarket area down there has totally changed. Yeah. Yeah. Since you and I, you know, in the last in the last twenty years, South Lincoln is busting over. So is North Lincoln. Yeah. So it's fun to be able to drive around and go. When did that go up? When did that building go up? Yeah. Yeah. What kind of a difference, by the way? And and you now you're you're working with the group that's promoting the city. Mm -hmm. What kind of a difference from a promotional standpoint does not just the Haymarket but the rail yard make and 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 <clears throat> the Pinnacle Bank Arena and all that kind of stuff in terms of just the the desirability of, of events coming to Lincoln. 
Well, you've got restaurants, you've got other shopping down in that rail yard, yeah. haymarket area. So that's yeah. big for people. Um, obviously, the arena for different sporting events is a huge draw. Lots more hotels than mm-hmm. there used to be down there. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a huge draw. Plus, you know, Lincoln is not totally centered in the middle of the state, but it's easy access for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. There, uh, the the kind of events that you're involved in now. Remind me what the new branding name is. Visit the- Lincoln. Visit Lincoln. Okay. I hope I can say that because I just did. (laughs) (laughs) You can say anything you want. Okay. No, you know, we always say, as you used to to know in radio, you can say almost anything. You just can't curse. I think they'll be happy for the plug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Visit Lincoln. Um, there and now we've got these uh the the ball fields going in and mm-hmm. uh, they're trying to draw more events which I know Jack on Jack and friends has been talking about for a really long time is there is there anything that so far in your experience or you've bumped into or people say oh if Lincoln only had da, 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 or if Lincoln were just a little bit more uh it seems like we're starting to check most of those boxes uh it does seem like that the only thing i can think of <clears throat> is um Big, a bigger space. Like, I know that some groups will go to Omaha mm. to the, what is it? Yeah, the CHI or whatever Thank you, is. CHI yeah. Health Center. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be, but, you know, we've got the arena. It's got a lot of space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's, I think it's very comparable, but maybe like a convention center yeah. type thing, mm-hmm. which I know has been talked about, and yeah. I think someday will actually happen. Yeah. Uh, we, had, we had our church meetings and decent sized towns, but almost always, it used to be in the old days, we'd have our annual like national meetings within a large church mm-hmm. and we're too large for that now. So we go to convention centers. And so you see almost, we went to Birmingham and I don't think Birmingham is that much bigger than Lincoln, but boy, they got the big convention center. Mm-hmm. And so they can accommodate all these kind of events and that kind of stuff. So I don't know if that's on the radar uh, for, uh, for the city or not. That'd be but. great. It would, it it would, would help really open be, some doors. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Definitely. Now, we both grew up on the south side of Lincoln. Uh, and I know that south side is, well, sort of. You're kind of you were kind of south central. And now, yeah. I used to be on the south, south edge and when I grew up. And, of course, now it's... Rancho Road. <laughs> you, <yeah>. Rancho Road. <laughs> I don't know why. I always love the name of that street. Yes. Was, well, people always wanted to call it El Rancho Road. El Rancho Road. That's right. Oh, if those homes could talk, the yeah. stories they would tell. Oh. But I, I literally grew up, uh, Highway 2 was Tulane, and that was it. That was mm-hmm. the south edge of the city. And uh, and so it's grown so far to the south. Um, there, uh, you know, there were a few game-changing things along the way. South Point, I think, was kind mm-hmm. of a game-changer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you grew up a little bit closer to Midtown. I don't know. What, I mean, it's kind of the edge of the country club area there. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, that seems like it's timeless. Like it doesn't change much. Like it's just kind of what it is. Yeah, it's the same. We I grew up off of Twenty um, Second and Harrison, mm-hmm. so right to literally less than two blocks from Irving Middle School. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, that is a that neighborhood is kind of historic because the homes are significantly older. The homes are quite large. Yep. The, you know, just a developed, totally developed neighborhood, and it's never changed. Yeah, yeah. It just doesn't seem like it. I mean, you know, 
as I think about different neighborhoods again, and I, and by the way, when I run, I run through that neighborhood because it's just pretty. Oh, you know, it's just it is pretty. To, it's a fun neighborhood going up Lake Street and down Sheridan Boulevard and so forth. It's really pretty, but it, it seems almost like just timeless. And then somebody on Woodscrest decided to tear a house down and, and put up a different one. Uh, was I, I, I always assumed there'd be covenants or things like that that wouldn't allow those things to happen in a historic neighborhood like that. But obviously, uh, yeah, they're, they're doing a new thing. They, they got away with it. So yeah, And the house is up. It is it, up. The house is up. I've it, seen from going down um, 27th Street, I'm like, oh, yeah. so that's what that's going to look like. Yeah. It'll be very interesting to see when it's finally done, yeah. just to compare and what that's like and everything. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, uh, and southeast now is not going to be the most southeast of the schools. Uh, so we have uh, Standing Bear? Yes. Standing Bear School. Way, 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 way out there. Uh, one uh, friend suggested that they call it Further Southeast. <laughs> <laughs> further but Southeast. I love that. that. I think that should at least be the nickname, shouldn't it? Yes. Sounds good to me. Yes, that sounds good. Um, the uh, lifelong Lincoln, anything that you would, if you could change that you that you don't like as much as what's happened in the community, some of the uh, some developments or directions that wasn't necessarily the way that you would choose. No, I'm not. You're pretty easy. I'm I'm for growth. Yeah. You know, I'm yeah. for growth, and I'm not going to complain. I don't sit on any committees or councils or anything. Of the people yeah. that make those decisions, so yeah. I don't. I'm I'm pleased to see things go, moving in a very positive direction. All right, very good. Yeah. Take one last break. We come back. We'll do a little shameless plug, and uh, and we'll continue the conversation with a dear old friend. It's a friendly fire Saturday on the Voice of Lincoln, fourteen hundred ninety nine three KLIN. Bringing you local voices to break down the news of the week. Friendly Fire with Stu Kurds on The Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. It's a Friendly Fire Saturday. We're just rolling right along here. Uh, I'm talking with uh, Jenna Sherwood-Klein. And uh, she, again, spent 18 years here in Broadcast House. And in radio, I think it's kind of like dog years. I think 18 years in radio is like uh, like 80 years. <laughs> Some days it felt like it. <laughs> yes. No, I'm right. kidding. It no. was it was great. I had a great 18 years here. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, would Joe say the same thing? I think so. Yeah, I think so. I think so too. Joe seemed to always be happy to be working with you. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. Uh, it is time of the program. We always do a shameless plug. I don't think you really have much to plug. You already just real briefly. I mean, we did plug Visit Lincoln. Is mm-hmm. it, it vis- visitlincoln.com.org? Sure. One of them. One of those. <laughs> Google Visit Lincoln. Just start. Yeah. Visit Lincoln. That's New name. Right. That's right. Um, uh, for my shameless plug this week, uh, boy, it is getting really, really close to uh, Lent. We're just around the corner in a few weeks. So be thinking about that. If you're interested in what Lent is about, a lot of churches are going to uh, be having Lenten services, Ash Wednesday services, and all that kind of stuff. And uh, Lent is the inevitable follow-up to Christmas. So if you're interested, uh, come to Zion, come to their church. There's a church around almost every corner. You find one, and uh, you can investigate that. That is today's shameless plug. Um, okay, Memory Lane. Okay. Now we spent uh, we spent Hit many me. many hours being silly and uh, doing serious things as well at Southeast High School, and then all of a sudden one day you get a call from somebody who says, "Hey Jenna, we want to put you on the Wall of Fame." <laughs> 
How did that happen? Tell me about that. Actually, I got a letter in the mail. Oh, even better. Not out of the blue. Mm-hmm. Got a letter that I had been nominated, selected, <clears throat> and just said, if you are interested, if you are interested, call us. And I'm like, well, I didn't even know what this was about. <laughs> so I called, and it actually was kind of a two-day deal. They started out on a – let me back up. On the Southeast website, and I only know Southeast, there's a place that you can nominate people. There is a form, mm. and they pick X number of people, 15, 16 maybe, for the class, mm-hmm. and they do it every other year. Mm. So um, I found out I was nominated by one of the women in the um, multimedia room Mm. library. And she had had some students that had been on the morning show doing some poetry. So she nominated me. And I Mm. didn't really know her that well, but that was very sweet. But it started out, it was a Friday night dinner. Mm. And everybody was there. And everybody got got to bring their families and got to give up and get up and just kind of speak about who you were and what you've done, blah, blah, blah. And then the next morning, there was a, um assembly, and s- some students were there. It wasn't a full auditorium, but once again, you got up and got to speak, and then they had this really nice catered lunch. Mm. But they just lavished you with nice gifts. Like, I got this really nice blanket that said... Lincoln Southeast on it and some other things, mementos mm-hmm. of the high school. So, mm-hmm. and I got my picture, pla- you know, right there in the main <laughs> hallway. Yes. And it was, I, it's something I never, ever, ever thought would happen. Mm-hmm. There's only two other people from our class that are on that wall. I was going to ask that. Who Chris, is- Christopher Cartmel, mm-hmm. um, who is a playwright, yep. author, actor, mm-hmm. who is a friend of both of ours. Yep. And then Crystal. Is it Rudloff? Uh, and Chris, now her, her uh, business name is Crystal Carson. Carson, that's right. Yeah. And she also was an actress, did a stint on, um, I remember General Hospital yes. is where I saw her. Yes. Totally lost touch with her, but it's yep. just the three of us from our class. But hmm. anyway, um, yeah, so that was quite an honor. Oh, that's great. Quite an yeah, honor. Uh, Crystal, for those who know her out there, uh, she's been battling uh, breast cancer. Oh, and so I'm sorry a, for that. Yeah, it's been a rough road, and uh, but uh, and she's going through the stages of reconstructive surgery mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. so uh, uh, the, it's funny, the, the miracle of the interwebs, how you can kind of keep, yep. feel like you have some contact mm-hmm. with people. And, and uh, her, she has one of those uh, medical, uh, you know, uh, blogs. Oh, okay. You, I can't remember the, the name of this one. Right. Like Caring Something or... Caring Bridge. Caring Bridge. Caring Bridge, yes. yeah. She's on Caring yeah. Bridge. So every once in a while I get an alert and I get the latest update. Yeah. It just, I'm telling you, uh, cancer's from the pit of hell. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just so... Well, wicked. I'm very sorry to hear that. Give her my best. Do you yeah. talk to her I, at I, all? I haven't personally talked to her. I've interacted a little bit. Okay. Actually, it was interesting. I, um, I got her to do the radio program a couple of years ago. Oh, no. And before uh, before the breast cancer uh, uh, thing, and mm-hmm. it was it was during COVID, so it was on Zoom, and so we had a really nice uh, Zoom nice. Uh, conversation. And then, boy, things got things got tough right away. Mm. Which again, we're just uh, we're you know we're uh, no big secret here. We're both sixty now, and you know, those things start just <laughs> happening. Wait, shh, did I say that out loud? <laughs> Stuff starts to sag, and things change. <laughs> 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 you know. 
the the goalposts change a little bit. They do. They, they yes. do. Yes, but uh, you're you're holding up very well. Well, and, thank you. So uh, are you. Yes, yes, yes. But it's uh, it's it's weird to be in that category now of of, of of thinking about all these things that we never had to think about. Mm-hmm. And you've shepherded your parents through a lot of that stuff. I'm, I've shepherded parents through those things. Uh, it's kind of it. It is. How did you think? Uh, when we were kids, sixty was pretty old, wasn't it? Sixty was ancient. Yes. Sixty was ancient, and now that we're here. Yeah, I'm I'm getting the AARP magazine, Stu, and it's got some good stuff in <laughs> Me it. Me too. <laughs> it's got some great articles. <laughs> oh, it's sad though, isn't it? Because there's still every time we talk, it's like I'm I'm talking to 18 year old Jenna in the whole exactly. southeast. You exactly. Know? It's just there's that, and I and it's and it's so weird to look in the mirror and say, okay, but we're 60 now. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you doing okay with it? You hanging in there with that? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. Some days I'm good. Some days not as much. If I overthink it, I just can't overthink it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I just don't overthink. I'm like, it is what it is. Take each day as it comes and and yeah. and be glad for what you got. Yeah, absolutely. And what you got, I did not know you've been uh, married to Rick that long. So what, 26 years now? It'll be 26 years this year. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. That's uh, uh, what a what a blessing that is. Yeah. It is a blessing. Yeah. He's you know, a good you guy. Don't, you don't talk a ton about him, but they, uh, <laughs> uh, in terms of, uh, he just, from what I have gathered, he just seems like one of the sweetest guys and, uh, and a good, uh, a, a good counterpart, uh, to you. He's uh, always been very supportive of me. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, during my radio years, there were some late nights, some early hours, yeah. some weekends that were worked. Mm-hmm. He was always very, very supportive yeah. of, um, what I did and still is. He's a, he's a very, very good partner. I'm very blessed. Yeah. Yeah. What's, what's the key to lasting 26 years? <laughs> Any advice for those young married couples oh, out there to stick? You in know, there? we are not a codependent couple. We're very mm-hmm. independent. Mm. Um, and Rick will go off and, uh, he has a lot of family in South Dakota and he likes to fish. He likes to help him farm and ranch. Mm -hmm. So he may go do that for a week and I'm here doing other things and it works out just fine. So maybe absence does make the heart grow (laughs) fonder. I think that makes, you know, it's funny there. Yes. two become one and and you become this new entity together, Mm -hmm. but you still have to have your own life and your own passions and, it seems to me like that's probably one of the strengths of your relationship. Yes. Yeah, and that he he lets you do those the things you do, and you let him do the things that he does. Yeah, it's worked. Yeah, yeah, it's worked. So there uh, any uh, I, anything's on the horizon uh, for uh, uh, the family or for traveling on the immediate horizon of things that you want to do. Nothing on the immediate horizon. Uh, yeah. Maybe in a couple of months. I don't know. We'll yeah. see. We'll yeah. see. Well, I am headed to see Max in Philly in a few weeks. Fun. Yes. How old is he now? He is going to be three in February, and it's and then your your grandkids are. Uh, we have one that's will be twenty in mm-hmm. February. Yep. Uh, then one that will be thirteen in March. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to think. He will be Everett will be seven, and then the other girl is eight. So 20, 13, 8, and 7. Wow. Kind of spread out there. Yes, they are spread out. And they're all here in town. 
That is which so, is awesome. That is, I am so which jealous. Is awesome. I am so jealous because yeah. I got to make this big long trip to see Max, and you just get to pop around town. Yeah, uh, that's uh, uh, well. I'll just leave it at that. I'm just a little bit jealous. I'm glad you're getting to go. Yes, thank you. I'm very glad much. you're getting to go. Thank you very much. Um, well, uh, time goes fast when you're talk- talking on the radio with an old friend. <laughs> It does, doesn't it? Yes. This is always so fun. It is so fun. And uh, we need to, uh, and of course, some things you just can't talk about on air. So we'll have to extend this conversation. This is true. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, so uh, I'm looking forward to a chance to maybe catch some coffee and, uh, and uh, hear more about all that stuff that's going on. Okay. That sounds good. If you were, now when you were doing uh, radio with Joe... Did you actually have a sign off like at the end of the program or anything like that? I, nothing just, nothing really formal. Did it just end? We just kind of rolled into music. It just kind of rolled. Well, that's that works. We but, <laughs> but for me, see, I'm hokey and old school, and I have this thing I say every time. And uh, so, uh, if you don't mind, I will close the way I always you go for it. Do so. By saying, it's been great to have Jenna in studio today. Uh, if you don't know Jenna, you should. She's awesome. And, uh, and if you go into Southeast High School, you must look <laughs> on the wall of fame <laughs> to see the picture. By the way, did you like the picture? Yeah, it was kind of a heavier picture. I was <laughs> a little heavy when they took it. Oh. Um, but it was okay. It I was it was all right. I bet it's perfect. Yeah, it was all right. Well, on Friendly Fire at the end, we always say, think about it, talk about it. We'll see you next week.